and welcome to another episode of Apocalypse Duds. I am your host, one of your hosts, Connor Fowler. And I'm Matt Smith. And today we are talking about some stuff. Um, I know Matt has some things to share. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, hope everyone's doing well. Um, and yeah, thanks for, thanks for the listens. Um, thank you for the, the early ensembles, old fits, whatever the fuck we're calling it, uh, submissions that we've gotten so far. Um, if you have not listened to the previous episode or seen our Instagram post, uh, we want to see your old fit pick. Uh, send them to us via DM on at Apocalypse Duds on Instagram or Apocalypse Duds at gmail.com. But uh, we're all fucking dorks and nerds here. We, we, we just like taking pictures of our cute little outfits and posting them on the internet for other nerds and dorks to see. But uh, yeah, we, we want to see yours. It's been sort of interesting. I mean, because people have said like, so do you want good ones? And it's like, not exactly. Right, like, right. we just want to see what you looked like in high school. Yeah. You yeah. know, we want to see what you looked like when you were a sophomore in college. Right. And you didn't have your shit together. Also, um, like. Or you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Improbably, you were 20 and you had it all figured out. Right, right. And if we're being honest here, like the early days of uh, internet clothing culture and or just posting photos of yourself on things like makeoutclub.com shout out makeout club shout out gibby uh you know we, right. we weren't really working with the best technology so inevitably some of the pictures are just going to be absolute shit but that kind of makes it better in a way yeah and there just weren't um the technology that we have today I mean, no. it goes without saying of course yeah, but like of course i don't know i it wasn't it wasn't easy enough for me to post Bit pics until like two years ago. Right, right. When did you get your first? There was always phone? like too much bullshit. They didn't. Yeah, you had to host uh, it somewhere. Two thousand seven, I think. Okay, yeah. What was your first smartphone? An, an iPhone? No, no, no. And this is like embarrassing. Like I had Windows Mobile phones, um, oh. and I would like mod them. There was a huge, there was a huge community of like modders online, and like basically everyone was trying to make their phones look like iPhones. Right, right. And so I finally did just get an iPhone, and I've had one since, but, like, I had a Blackjack, I had a Blackjack 2, I had a Samsung Epix, like, all kinds of shit, annoying, terrible shit. Right, right. Um, that it wouldn't have been easy to use, use to take a decent picture, yeah. you know? And, like, the lighting in your dorm room is shitty. Right. Of course, you could go outside if you wanted to, but I'm not... I wouldn't be caught in that way. Right. And also, like, if way. I'm remembering correctly, which I my memory is is decent at best, but uh, I don't remember them having, like, a timer option until far later uh, in the, you know, in the uh, evolution of smartphones. Like, I think my old digital camera that I had in high school had, like, a timer, but it... I don't remember, like, the first handful of smartphones that I had having one, which makes it hard. The camera the camera apps were not, I don't know, they didn't really get to a point um, until, like, a few iterations of iPhones right. that they were really cameras, you know? I mean, they were just kind of phones that had cameras attached. Totally. Um, totally. And now they sort of 
are the other way around. Yeah. My, my first smartphone was a Google G1 that I, a friend of mine was on tour and found on the street in Vegas and unlocked it and like gave it to me. Uh, that was... I remember that thing. Yeah, that, that thing sucked. Uh, I, I will go on record as saying that I am I am not a very tech-oriented person, mm. but the iPhone is, is fucking idiot-proof uh, for what I personally need it for, and so I, I will always be team iPhone because I'm too fucking stupid to use another system. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I mean... I think that the other stuff just doesn't look very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, too. like if I, if um, I was, because it would be nice to have to have like the illusion of competition. If I was a computer dork, like, and I wanted to jailbreak something and you know do all these like crazy mods on something, the iPhone is is certainly not the thing you do that with. And like, I don't I don't fault people for using things that aren't iPhones outside of the green fucking text bubble that we all collectively hate. Uh, but I'm I'm not elitist about phones. iPhones are just so so easy to use for me personally. That uh, that's that's where I'm at. Well, hey Matt. Yes, Connor. Do you know the abbreviation for the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees? Uh, not not off the top of my head. Ask me, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, this would... It's a funny one, a funny joke. This would not be a, a normal episode if we didn't get a couple of dumb jokes in. So, uh, yeah, that... Props, Connor, props. That's a good one. It's a pure It's a pure it's pun. It's a pretty, yeah. Afts me and acts, ask me. Like, yeah. that's not a stretch. No, that's certainly. not, like, really... It's pretty groan-worthy, but, I don't know, a, a normal person would not get the joke. Right, yeah. Uh, it's it's a dad joke to a T, but uh, I'm well. It's a union. Dad it is a union dad joke. Team. Shout out all the union dads uh, that that we know and love. Um, yeah, the uh, they're out there. They are. They are. My friend Chris Roy. Chris Roy will be a, a future guest of the show and is maybe the most hilarious person I've ever known in my entire fucking life. Uh, but yeah, dude, union dad of two. But yeah, the. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, given uh, the recent wave of strikes, like, that's something we got to talk about, man, because, you know, you and I are both, like, working-class people, uh, union advocates and supporters, solidarity to uh, the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA and the fucking Teamsters and the hotel workers in California and yeah every every working ass person that's fighting for a livable wage and environment uh but this shit's been like i don't know it's been blowing my mind like like uh just how you know how much this uh union activity and strike authorizations and things have become like i don't know maybe the first time since the 70s like in the forefront of news in america so, um, I did see uh, a little yeah, while ago. Yeah, I'm a little. You know, I'm a little. Surprised I did see a little while ago the that, coverage. Oh, same here, same here. But I mean, you know, if the Teamsters go on strike and uh, the UPS pilots that I saw earlier, uh, a news article about them saying they're not going to cross picket lines if the Teamsters strike, like that's a fucking big deal. That that'll shut shit down. Yeah, that would and, be... You know, we've still got USPS and FedEx and things, but, like, I don't know if people understand the the sheer volume of 
um, packages that UPS delivers and the services that they, they provide. Like, that's going to be some shit if, if this happens. Although I, I did see a little while ago. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I did see the UPS is going to come back to the table uh, starting, I don't know, this week or early next week. But, you know, uh, I think they're, I want to say their contract uh, ends on either the 31st of July or the 1st of August. So if, if the UPS assholes can't get their shit together and, you know, provide air conditioning, uh, provide a good wage for the for the people that are uh, making them just sackfuls of money all day, every day for, you know, for the past, however the fuck long they've been, uh, been around. Like if they can't, if they can't see that, like the bosses and the scabs and these other people that don't even know what the fuck they're doing, uh, can't get the shit done, then it's going to be a problem. And I'm fucking here for it. Like working class people, we got the power, man. We like, it ain't been, you know, it ain't been coming for a long time, but motherfuckers, we're here. And yeah, I, I support any and every strike possible. You know, this is not even speaking about the, well, we will ex excitedly watch, uh, for developments on this front. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're not super informed about this, like just, you know, the Hollywood strike, uh in general or the film industry not just hollywood but like read up on that shit listen to what some of the um you know what some of the people that are negotiating for both unions um and that are speaking out about it like a lot of these people are or the vast majority of these people are not they're not matt damon they're not tom cruise they're not uh, people that are paid, you know, tens of millions of dollars for everything they do. Like a lot of these people are working actors, working writers. Uh, they go from gig to gig. They have no real stability. And a lot of them don't even qualify for shit like healthcare. You know, there's, there's just not, this is not a sustainable model. If a handful of wealthy ass CEOs can get like ridiculous golden parachutes and, you know, a, a writer or a low-level actor has to work, you know, that plus three other jobs to make ends meet. So do yourself a favor, read up on it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm done on my high horse, but this is this is a hill I will die on for now and always. Well, then, know it. Uh, we are a pro-union show. Yes. Um, if we ever somehow so make it to the point where we need a union or we need more people than uh, than the two of us to do this shit, we, we will support anyone that wants a union. Yeah, if anyone's ever getting paid, uh, we would be sure that they were paid at a fair wage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but we hope... Yes? I didn't say anything. We hope you will enjoy our show with Tony Sylvester coming up next. Um Thanks, as always. Appearing via the marvel of arcane technologies to our top secret studio slash lair, this week we present the inimitable, the indefatigable, the untarnished, the brazen, the mysterious, Hill Grin and Beret, the Prince of Punk Rock, the Sultan of Socks, the Rugby Wrangler, Anthony W. Madsen Sylvester. Welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
And guess Woo! what? It's recording now. Damn. It's fucking recording now. So here we go. We yeah. Get started. Excellent. It's incredible. <laughs> and so I come on that. I like that you started with a pun. It's only going to get worse from here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 No, you, you should be you should be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your assumptions are correct, sir. It will certainly get worse from here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Tony, how you how you doing today, man? Yes. Great. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, I'm really enjoying you. your, I'm not much of a podcast guy. So this is, uh, I've only kind of started recently, um, again, talking about arcade technology and, our, uh, and my incredibly slow uptake. So I listen <laughs> to you guys. I listen, I listen to Behind the Bastards and that's it. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we're in well, good, good company then. We are in good company yeah. because admittedly, neither of us are podcast people either. So uh, I've got like, one or two that I listen to sporadically, and that's basically. But mm. you know, it's I, I kind of really good. It's like, not going. No, I, I just you, you know, I think fig- I figured since we record a podcast, I should probably listen to one here and there. Uh, but other than that, exactly. yeah, just the experience in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, just not my thing. Now, it's been really, it's been really good for me because what I like about your one is it's like there's so many people who I know from the internet or from brand who I don't really know anything about. So it's actually been really like, oh, like yeah. half of the keep I don't are people that I have followed and don't really know that much. So thank you for doing the world show. All right. Well, it, you heard it here, folks. Uh, we're doing something yeah, that right. people seem to appreciate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, That's uh, a full-throated yeah. endorsement. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is. I'm not minimizing. Not minimizing. Uh, so, Tony, we usually open up the show with what we call the ensemble investigation. So, uh, what did you wear today? What are you wearing now? Uh, yeah, whatever you would like to. Uh, like to I say. am okay. I'm not. I'm not dressed up at all in any way, shape, or form. I'm wearing. Uh, oh, that's good. So I'm wearing a suit of mine. So I'm wearing some uh, velvet black hanging out. So I'm wearing Ooh. a new color of my socks, which are coming out. And then I'm wearing a sample of some trousers we're doing as well, so in black. And then I'm wearing a black Uniqlo. Uh, to me, they're the best, you know, the Le Mer designed ones. They're like really boxy and with mm-hmm. like a really collar. I really think they're absolutely fantastic. Oh, that sounds so great. Shout out to Uniqlo. Please give me some clothes. Dude, I, I got to say, as someone that knows all of us. Yeah. Like, I have never had, I mean, I only buy, like, socks or underwear or basic shit from there, but I have literally never had a problem with it. Uh, I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I would assume their business practices are probably not great, but uh, it's hard to, hard to. It's really, yeah, exactly. And I I, I think it's just like, for me, like, they're almost. And I keep wearing them, and I and I keep like I'm not like a ch- I'm chucking. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm treating them like they're the same as like the highest one. I mean, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, yeah, totally. After. So mm. where uh, where are you where are you from, and where do you live now? Uh, I'm from London, uh, England. I was born in the suburbs two years ago, and I've lived here pretty much uh, lived there for my life. And then now I'm about an hour outside, oh. which is uh, in Kent. So if you if you're looking at a map just to the to the right by the uh, uh, that, and I've lived and that's for like about a year and a half. So. Is that but near I'm, I'm Margate? Yeah, it's four miles down the coast. From, yeah, it is because we had we had someone who lives in Margate on the show just uh, like last year. It seems like a very yeah, charming area. Uh, 
Her name is Ma- Maya Saltz. Okay. She runs an account uh, by, by, Boondox Margate, which is cool because she just oh, finds wait. extremely cool stuff, which I saw. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oh, nice. It's it's really funny. All there is so many of the um, so many of the fellas here. Uh, not all of them are like here, but the, uh, Brewer Dorset, you know those guys, and the guys from the showroom, Roy Lim here, and then yeah, yeah. And then, uh, there's like there's there's loads of that down here. I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty enjoyable spot to. Not gonna lie, like on the sea. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, exactly, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, I feel like we got beautiful. Water. What's the uh, what's the weather like there right now? Weird, it's doing that thing where it's kind of side is like humid. But I mean, you got to remember that when an English person about the weather, it's not <laughs> like you guys. We don't have it. We don't have extremes. So when we complain yeah. about something mildly irritating, it ain't because <laughs> it's actually like it's not gonna it's not gonna kill us. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's not gonna be the end of us. There's nothing biblical about yeah. it, but it, but at the same time, it does irritate us. So, so I'm oh, complaining about being a bitch You know what I mean? Like, right, uh, right. Meanwhile, me in the south of the United States, uh, yeah, I, feel exactly. like I'm wa- I feel like I'm walking around it. in yeah. hell right now. Like, it's it's 90 yeah, degrees, you know, 90 degrees, okay. super high humidity, feels like 98. And I'm like, I want to I wanna yeah. fucking die. Or, or move to New England? No, no, uh, no thank you, sir. Smart decision. If you Smart really decision. want, if you really want to experience joy, Tony, you can come and volunteer yeah. in my elementary school with no air conditioning uh-huh. in Baltimore City. Oh it's all God. it's all a delight out here, out this way. Uh, though Matt and I are not yeah. quite close, the humidity is the same. Yes, similar, not the same, because I know it's worse down there. Anyway, so, so yeah, so that's, so that's what that's where I am. Yeah. Uh, so another thing to sort of open, we ask about what is the first clothing memory that you have? What is the first kind of when does clothing appear in your uh, chronology? Um, pretty uh, pretty early. I, I have an early memory of um, dressing up or attempting to dress up with what was around a soldier, which did really involve a beret. We, I'm sure as a we oh, oh, later, and I'm be a well, this is like three. this is like uh, the commando's beret, right? Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know if it was. Uh, I don't know. It was. I have two other sisters. Maybe it was something. Maybe it was. My mom. I have no idea. I do remember a beret or something that. So there was always a sort of like um, changing character or, or or wanting to be something else. You know what I mean? Like like stepping mm. into it. There, there was this. There was a t- there was a TV show here called The Ben, which I don't know if they ever had in the South. Every week, this guy would go on adventure. He would visit a fancy dress store or like put on that outfit, and that week a cowboy or a uh, or an astronaut. And so and it was and that was one hundred. That's very formative. The idea of like lifestyle or linking clothing, uh, wanting to be. So I guess thinking about it now, that's. Wow, interesting that's, and that's insane. a fantastic answer yeah 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 because uh, you see matt and i, I are jumping on that's this actually, i haven't actually even thought about that about that never well no you and you say that it's a therapy really though because you said uh linking it to subculture like you well, sort really, of do, that has that doesn't come in yet, but it comes pretty early. I'm quite lucky. God, quite some um, are older than me, from eight years older than me. And their expertise, I'm still, you know what I mean? So, right, uh, right. 
and also my dad was kind of that first generation is a bit older, but he was he was um, he was a big like, English version of was so he okay. he played like bass in like a jazz band and beers and Rolnets and sandals and like lots of the same things as the beatniks, but it, so that was like he, so I kind of grew up with him. But then my sister, one was a skinhead and one was art goth, so, so that was the kind of fractious, you know, uh, in the house. So there was like dominant sounds, or and then their friend groups, you know, and then like that was what I was seeing or eight pretty early to be exposed to them. And also, this is bear in mind as well, this is probably 1979, absolutely huge moment scale of it, you know what I mean? And what's going on and how, how many different how uh, you know, those things are at that time. Pretty, I mean, it's a pretty interesting time to go up, totally. That's, I mean, you're you know, that point in time, like that is. Uh, I guess the second big wave of like oi and skin, and then also kind mm-hmm. of like you know, kind of like punk skins, rockers, like all this shit, which I have loved for the whole thing, fucking decades. Do, like, do th- we want was... to define this? Yeah. Do we want to define these terms for people? I feel like we should probably. Uh, which one? Like the kind of the subculture? Boy, skin, all of the differences. I mean, the minutia of these things I think is important. I think many people think like punk, right? Like there is a monolith punk culture when there really isn't I mean, at all. No, and I, and I think it's really much of how coming out of like night and that wave, you, right. you had people who were already by, by 78 so wanting to change and go in different directions but you had like the goth side of it very much leaning into the more romantic dress up that uh, mm-hmm. which also in turn was running with the new romantic uh, craft work and Bowie but on the other hand you had this new wave of skinheads with an oi which were terrorist so those were definitely things that were dominant but they but again I was so young they were just that I was you know, I wasn't not involved in. and then the things that were of interest to me at the same time you had American um, mainstream culture but that's coming to you as well. so you know even like American films coming in and American breakdown and then that leading into hip hop and BMX and all those things they're they're the things that I'm having way more than in person if they're older who and all that I'm eight years old you know? right right so, yeah so, so that yeah. Uh, so, so, and then that's finally what leads, and then that leads into skating, and then skating opens a whole other thing, which is hardcore and, and those things. So, so really, we're, I was going on in America, as I think is really exciting. And again, it was mainstream in America, a lot of it here, if you could, right, know, right, exciting and has a draw, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a fucking timeline, man. Like, mm. y- y- you, yeah, but I mean, really, really, it's, your, your access to, I mean, it's lucky, and it's the accident of birth and time is so lucky to be brought up near one of the most exciting, well, in the out, probably one of them in the world, at the world. So I would have to be an idiot to not, to, not to have an effect, you know what I mean? Or right, right. Pick that up by, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you started your weirdo, uh, which I use in the most positive ways, journey at a very, no, like, of course. very fucking crucial point yeah. of like, Subcultures Absolutely. converging. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, 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 so that's really the kind of. So I think I've been a sort of, I don't know, an observer of that, and then about ever since, really. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so, how old were one, you? When, one thing, oh, continue your thought, please. No, no, I was probably going to say the same thing. I was going to say once I discovered hardcore, you know. Oh, fuck like, yeah! You're going through. You're trying so much. You're trying so much stuff on. You're going through from here and there, and you're here and. There. And then once it, I was like, okay, well that. That makes sense how all of those say it. Maybe it's of all of those four. And this American, you know, import lifestyle thing. And right. BMX, 
all, all kind of correlation. And so, so and, and then at the same time, it's a moral or a, you know, like a kind of life guide element to it as well. So, so therefore, shaping your ideas as well as around so a lot. There we, and there we have it. And I don't, and I don't think it's unique, I think. So at a young age, you're totally at a young age, what's going on? And, you know, you're like, you're traveling, putting people up, you know, in the world and meeting just very active. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, hardcore, especially, like, for me, um, and I feel like most people, uh, it is it is less of a genre and ethos. Like, it's, yeah. you know. So And then within that, obviously, there's within that as well, of course. A monolith as well, like kind of art, but like hardcore. Total, total. Uh, do you remember what the the first hardcore like band or record you heard? Was? I mean, quite again, we're quite lucky because we had John Peter. He was playing stuff, so I think he'd been playing American hardcore a lot. And then once we ripped the Napalm Death and uh, like Ripcore, Stream Noise Terror, all those bands, they were getting a lot of media. Probably hearing them and then hearing the American parts similar time so there's a foundational probably hearing uh, and then I, my interest in the way because i never seen quite as often to me as the american seems a right. little like removed or things i don't think that now necessarily and i think at the time i was just, i want to seek out from america on it um and then and then yeah and then that leads up to say like for me, you know, hey hey tony and, uh, uh, i don't know yeah. what's happening I don't know what's going on, but you breaking up for the past like fuck. Ah oh, no, really? Try not to move around. Like, is uh, that better now? No. Um, I guess we can. I mean, I guess we can just keep talking. I don't remember the five, so we can try again. I don't know what the problem. Is, so it's like very embarrassing, frankly, and this happens often. Okay. I mean, it, don't worry about it too much. It's not hazardous. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it, it's yeah. like a longer distance. No, I think it is. Finer, more fine. You know, yeah, it's a temperamental it, beast, so you don't want to say it's good, right? And then it will start. No, that's fine. Well, um, I, I, let's start with another question. How it goes? Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Because um, yeah, yeah. I got, I got one. Uh, in your excellent interview with Carlos Ramirez on NoEcho.net, which I'd recommend if mm. anyone has additionally curious about this time period in hardcore. You mentioned a guy named Barry Lynch of the hardcore outfit oh. Long Cold Stare. You say he, quote, leaned heavily into more of an old school collegiate Ivy League look, chinos, converse, and hooded top or cardigan. A little smoother, a little slicker. And I think, end quote, uh, he was the most punk because he wasn't wearing punk gear. Do you think that that is uh, what's going on with tailored clothing these days, as I think has been observed by some other people? Um, I mean, he it's its really interesting. He, he for me, really defined by... This is such a, like, micro-dream that it's almost lost in the matter, really. But I feel like... That's our London, five or ten yeah. listeners. Yeah. yeah. London straight London edge kids really wanted... Through him, we were able to... Something that was a little dressed, and it was really, like, I looked at that. So so him, him kind of incorporating... That. And bear in mind, this is a guy who was friends with Palm Death and all of the really like kind of more metal. He looked like this and and like but super like intention and and I think and and so that was in something like a Pinot, you know, for you going back to the subcultural things maybe being mainstream really about the semiotic, really about mm -hmm. how they kind of travel. To me, a pair of chinos is him. To me, a pair of clothing, you know, through that, which is so funny to get. They're not going to, but that's the context I knew them. And and the funny thing is, more I think for me being Ivy League 
style, Ivy always, it never came off being the dominant style. It always came there in suede head. It was there in skin head and it was there in mod. So it was, so the only way it got was via those. So it's always been more of a disruptor, more of a, you know, more of an underground. Yeah, that's interesting. I had a question about that written that I didn't, that didn't make the cut. Um, cause I was, I am curious about the, about, I guess, perception of Ivy style, um, most especially in the United Kingdom, because like yeah. it is kind of a shout out to that anyway, isn't it? To Anglo sensibilities um if you've heard any of those motherfucker you know talk uh yeah. real like blue blood type intellectual yeah. in america yeah. it's like they wish they were english yeah well i mean that's it comes from yeah you're right it comes from the new class in new england you know adopting style rather than everything else i don't leave everyone down in that but what I, but that's what's here then through uh through a filter of you know of, of like a subculture and a, and, and a filter of being different you know in conflict and that and that's what's funny is like, i don't know have you guys heard of um saw a guy called john simon uh, called um called jay simon like there's a there's a documentary about it was made by a guy called jay. Mm -hmm. there's yeah a, there's a, yeah but this, this this guy is absolutely to like ivy like a window dresser um in for um i sound but he, he started selling the arrow shirt and, you know, like sea ties and batteries in, in London in the early, and that was then what was by Swayheads, by mods. But the funny thing is, he was create a young prophet because that's what he liked, you know what I mean? He, he wanted to sell to, to young guys and, and everything else, but what he ended up with, teenagers. So it was almost like sales converted, you know, even though that wasn't, and that became totally, he's still, a, his store is still around today, like he had three or four, but now it's called John Sykes. Actually next door to Bryce, uh, I work in, uh, oh. in, we share what we share all of them. So, um, but yeah, they were, they were the first few down shirts, everything else. In the wow. Yeah. That's kind of like two sides of the, of the same coin. Like what, uh, mm. what Bryce Lens does and what he seems to do. It's like complimentary, yeah, but yeah, not really, really complimentary. Competition. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very like, uh, it's very like, you know, and like the whole. So, in, there's not many places a collection of menswear stores together where people, other than Savile Row and Germans, very much, you know, you know what you're. So where we right, are, right. Has, has trunk clothing, has some spell, uh, has an old sort of flannel, has on diamonds, has us, and it's a, we're all in this row, and there's a, it's, um, another store. It's nice to have some travel to be all these. Yeah, that that sounds like a uh, just a <laughs> solid solid fucking lineup of like good yeah, people man. doing cool stuff. Yeah, like a little commune. Yeah. <laughs> so we we have seen uh, multiple references to uh, just incredible Robin Williams film Dead Poet Society, which side note is probably yeah. the, the movie that I have watched the most uh, in my life. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I have ad admittedly awful taste in, in film. I am not a film person. I love the Transformers series, no, no. The Michael Bay one. <laughs> uh, I could go, you I could talk about this. I, I have to talk, or I could talk about this for a goddamn hour. Uh, but yeah, Dead Poet Society, one of my all time favorites, and like just, just the most stacked cast in maybe the yeah. saddest movie uh, I've ever seen. Who else seen. is in it? Who else is in that movie? I think I uh, probably have seen oh it when God. I was a child. Dude, it's it's insane. Uh, Josh Charles, Ethan Hawke, uh, obviously Robin Williams. Uh, who else is it? I mean, that's... Um, the, the dad from that 70s show is in it. Um, wow. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, of course. Uh, Isn't he the bad guy in Robocop as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm also admittedly awful with names uh, of actors. Yeah. I I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look up the IMDb if you're if you're curious. Yeah. But uh, yeah. was that something that kind of like was a formative experience for you seeing it? You know, as yeah. I, I imagine when it came yeah. out because of your age. Yeah, I was sixteen, so I went to see it at the cinema, and um, I kind of goes back again to. That the era of hardcore kind of I made my own and really was the kind of wasn't quite happening when I got in nine that wanted to and that youth career I had all the I had all the skinhead in there had hip hop huge influence right oh yeah the sneakers and then the backy pants yeah. etc yeah even the fade the haircut everything yep. but, but so then yep. you had then you had this other indefinable which was the, the strangest which was that kind of feature so. There was me seeing it in like the post with oh, so it's almost there was just like another way of like making so, totally. um, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm I, don't, I mean, it had extra resonance to me because I so and I just come out of what so I was uh, so so therefore I had the experience it was actually my experience at school as well. So, uh, so yeah, Re- recently Josh Charles, who's in that film, who's also in Baltimore fans, we are uh, we own this as well. He plays one of the cops mm-hmm. in that as well, right. Anyway, so he walks into Bryson. It's like, it's on a Sunday. We're closing the door. It's like 5 p.m. Got my bag in my hand and the the, in the other hand. And he walks through the door. And he's like, oh, you guys still open? And we're like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't going anywhere. And then he comes in and and, uh, and it's like where it is in London that you you get a lot of actors and a lot of people anyway. But I was just for three of my, like, favorite films and, like, stuff. So I'm I'm being very cool. And, uh, and, And Ethan... Newton was over here, so he was in the store as well. And he's like, "Oh, where are you from?" And he's uh, no, he goes, "Are you from Baltimore?" And he goes, "Yeah, how do you know?" And he points at his hat. He's wearing a Ravens cap, and uh, and so uh, and and he and then he goes, "What do you do?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm an actor." And I'm like, "I can't do this anymore." This was basically just completely punishing, you know, like, <laughs> like I loved you and blah 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 blah. And he was like, "Oh, that's cool." And it, we ended up, uh, they so ended up kind of buying, you know, buying. Trousers and you know, in the way, and then he was like, "Oh, you want to go for a drink?" We're like, "We're going to dinner. You want to come?" So we ended up. He ended up coming to dinner with us. Believe me, I grilled that man on everything. I was like, "Tell me all about. Tell me about who was who was that?" Like, I, I went to, and he was very gracious. So, uh, so good guy, and interested in clubs oh, as that, well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great to know. Like <laughs> it, uh, it makes me happy that that this like not really celebrity, but kind of celebrity like school stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's, that's the level of people who I kind of like. I like Pete. He's been a working guy his entire life and never really, you know, never had his, like, Brad Pitt moment or whatever, but right. done solid work all the way through the years, you know? Working Absolutely. people are good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we wanted to ask, I mean, I guess this does... Um, what's the vintage secondhand shopping landscape uh, like in the United Kingdom? The charity shop. We talked with Maya about this a little. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, for me, I'm not. I don't really do much charity shopping like that. Like, to me, mm-hmm. it's, I think. I think in terms of time, what and everything else, I buy from people who are doing the work. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Cleaning doing everything that needs to be done, so that I can like swoop in and get it. So, I, so, but I mean, I, I think we've always had, we've always had a really yeah vintage, vintage like, and I mean the. 
when I look at the prices of courses, I'm bored when I get how much. One of my first yeah. jobs in, in, in menswear was working with American kind of denim from about 80s rows. And I, I worked there uh, on, on weekend. And um, if, I, yeah, if I knew the prices, woof. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's a whole other fucking uh, conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, in, but I mean, I think, I think there's so much. Of it. What, what's really interesting is only in the last 10 years, maybe, that people have carrier. Yeah, uh, yeah. We always brought up with, with a, we've always brought up with the American from other countries. And we were always told, we were always kind of, well, the British stuff has never any, it hasn't survived. It's not very good. There wasn't the interest. And, and it was actually right. Japanese who started buying a lot more. And that's when the England, and then England, and then it started. So people like, there's a guy called Blighty Terrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, yeah, yeah. Store called Leveson uh, in East London in Shoreditch, and then there's uh, and then JoJo at Rag Parade in Sheffield. Uh, these guys, they're um, the, the stuff they turn out is army and navy, pretty good stuff. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll buy. I'll, I'll always, but but yeah, the, that the kind of that level of like I I don't on that first level. Right, right, it's yeah. It, done, you know, you know it, it like. I do this for a living. I know there's stuff still in the yeah. wild, but like like you said, you buy mm-hmm. you buy things that you can't live without from the people like me that are going to exactly. Things. So you so know, which like there's a food chain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like, dude, we we I will speak for the entire vintage community and say we fucking love that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, how how often um, are you finding stuff? That, you know, that you're just like, I I gotta I have to have this. Like, we know you're a collector. We're we're all. I, I am. I, I am. Collectors. I am. But but also, my collecting has really changed. I started the brand. My change because I'm not. I'm collecting far less for ensembles for like my more for like inverted concepts. Right. Like I tell my my darling wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and like I I tr- I trim down a lot. I probably got like two thirds. I really shedded a lot of stuff because it was just like, well, what, what is this? And also, I don't have a really, I don't have a, as much job when I was working for a uh, tailoring. There was the onus on me you know, right. to show up and go out every day, you know, and there was how you dress, and then just for your own sake, variety. Of course. Whereas now it's now six of the week I'm wearing is very few other people. So that's changed a lot. I don't need I don't need that de- I didn't need hundred and twenty ties or ties or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to see the thirty best ones. You know, that's it, it's fine. Uh, so 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 yeah, so so really what I'm looking for now is I'm looking for a very specific which I may never steal. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Steal the DNA of. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. So I guess you've done a lot of traveling. Mm touring yeah. uh, stuff have you visited mm-hmm. anywhere that really felt like you could live there felt like home say um i mean i never i never could that i would leave london i feel like i mean that's very much socioeconomic for me because cities are, are you know on um right so really yeah. like, so my re- relocation what for the of life that i want to have a level of with the level that I'm on, and so so I'm I'm like way happy. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in a real like really trying to stay ahead. Um, I read lots of places. I really like I like this. We we did this like societal thing, leaving the leaving the European right, uh, right. a yeah. few years ago. That, that really changed the options of that because it was definitely I, I would have liked to ended up in France all my life. I didn't even consider that. I didn't even oh, consider that. Like as oh the the many 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 different the many varied horrible oh. things about the Brexit, 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah I, that didn't occur to me too. Well, countries it didn't occur to most people here either because the whole yeah, no shit. Right. Thank you so much. They had this really crazy where you would hear Poland's right wing. They've eliminated freedom of movement. The hands what they meant for well, they didn't. But they were even saying themselves. This is what you're saying. You know, you've eliminated your own free will. Why do you It sounds very American, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Wait, there are, there are, there are well, bear in mind, Brexit the same year. So once that happened, I was like, trying. Yeah. Was June of 2020. It was the way the world now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our countries have been playing hold my beer for way too long. Just like. Oh, yeah. I know it's Absolutely. it's always kind of been like that, but. You, you, yeah. you just kind of look around and you're like, do you fuckers understand like the shit oh, that's yeah. about to happen because we'll pay attention? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah but, but so I haven't really been uh, honestly. Then I've not, I've been uh, I don't think intentional. Just like I, mean, I used to, try, I started traveling pretty lucky, you know, at a young age. So. Some of my UK buddies have come to the machine gun. That's like what they do. They like go and they do like the most American shit. They like some alligators, crocodile, you shoot a machine. Yeah, I mean, I've, well, definitely, I've, I've definitely done that. <laughs> yeah, it seems to me like well, that's what we have to offer, basically. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, yeah, actually, actually, done. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> do you ever see any? Do you ever see? Are there places where the the style you think is elevated uh, in your travels? In no, oh, my God, oh, I mean, no, certainly I not. Think, in I mean, I, I think I I don't know, man. Like, I'm not really. I I think one of the things I I really I really be sad is the how how like the media around. So there is so much one of the reasons why how you're able to so many of my relationships. This whole show, done the over whole social show, media. You know? exactly the whole show, everything. So this is definitely not like some kind of like puritanical rap. But at the same time, I think one of the problems about the act formation everywhere, everywhere you go, culture there is a, there is so much more similarity now than there is. And I and I and that's the you know what I mean. I, I just I, I just think there's a kind of like there is a there is a standard of. They dress, uh, or, you know, especially in that kind of, you know, I gen wear world. Pretty universal. It goes all the way through Asia, all the way through Europe. And so everyone has similar kind of looks. I'm more interested, I'm more interested in me. And, yeah. and I think that's harder to find. And I think that's harder to find. And most of us now, I think I'm more in like individual than I am the area they're from, you know? I, I do I do feel that like, of the people I kind of look at and think, they're an interest, I think there's a lot of a lot of guys in Chang and Korea who, uh, who have like an into me, you know? And and I and I think that goes through some of the brands as well. Like a brand like Habitat is always really interesting where they mix. It. Uh, and, I, and I think that's where else a pretty unique way of. So um, so it's, I think it's still out there, but but for the most part, yeah, I'm I ended still now. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the question was a little like I don't foofy. Uh, but I appreciate the point. I don't know. I live in Baltimore. He's very close. There is little yeah. to write about there. Yeah. It used to be. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's, I don't know. That, is that unique to me, though, or is that? I mean, that's certainly. I think it's I the think way of a lot of it. Yeah, I, I, and I also think, I think also, having grown up around, like, really interesting tales brands and doors that came out in, in London with the Duffer of George, which event, and we had all these, we, we had stores where, but, but were really kind of like, Putting together things themselves, it was almost like design or style by 
how they put on them from being a multi-brand and how they sat. At the same time, so they had more money. I mean, there was, the cost of living is such, like, for have left a few years ago, actually, like, guys who were, who were on the kind of level. The more money was being spent, maybe being a bit of that. I, I, I think if you're, I think if you're, if you don't have that kind of income, right, you're going to be right. like, well, I need to I need to get the basics I need to make them laugh and be a bit more, uh, a bit more dependable and solid, you know, and you're not going to be like, you know what? I am going to be more ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's I mean, to your... <laughs> yeah. I mean, to your point earlier about the sameness, right? Like that is the plague yeah. of Washington DC is sameness. Everyone is wearing yeah. the same suit from Joseph Banks. Uh, yeah. And it just is not good for anyone. It's like not happy for the people yeah. who are wearing the suit. It's not happy for the people who are seeing the suit. Yeah, but then at the same time, like the monkey, that's the thing. It's like we are we have the niche of the niche of you know what I mean. The, 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 like the idea of like caring about these things, uh, a, you know, and, and which which I also think you know I I, I don't. I, no, it's I'm good to not have a crowded club, but like, yeah. don't you think that a lot of people who don't like stuff that is good, and I mean ethically good, but I also mean like in terms yeah. of construction and whatever else advertising you know mm-hmm. when they think i don't know they don't understand what good stuff is because they haven't experienced it sadly right yeah i, I guess a- but also also when i'm throwing up a us us kind of got there you always kind of got the people who are like who heard this, this music was just on the tv or just on the radio you know would really have you know and another that may be like slightly evangelical but i don't think i've ever really been like that like i'm not myself Part of it being being under the, is fresh. I mean, and keep um, it's fun. Not to be like I'm not being like exclusive. Like I'm not people out. I'm not being a gatekeeper. Same time, if there's a natural of like not what surely yeah well if everyone walked around looking great all the time then we would have another problem yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be anything well, that i'd purposely start looking like shit right <laughs> right 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 right, yeah. right right uh so uh Tony, how did um, AWMS come about? Uh, what was your your initial inspiration to kind of do your own thing? Uh, I think it was, I mean, from background-wise, I worked in it for a long time in the kind of, not in the glamorous very much. So I'd kind of always been involved in creation product, you know what I mean? Like, to get to dealing with print. And then, so I think when I kind of like writing about men and working, it's sort of underused. So, so then... With lockdown and, and COVID and all that change, one of the ways to change for me was it freed me up. From, I wasn't, so I was like, well, what else right. do I want? So, so I, it was more like starting with my own thing. I, I used to, I spent so much time really, I spent so much time on 30 of like workers and play wearing these smaller on their head, much closer, and I could never find them. So occasionally I'd find where one, and every time I did, people were online would be, yeah, that, where'd you get that? And I'm like, I'm not telling you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and I feel that too. Here. Yeah, it's because it's it's, it's about the it's about yeah. the research. It's about finding stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you don't get to like reap the rewards from getting out of here. And then, um, and and so and so when I started things to do, I was I was like, well, I could develop this. And so it was more a question. And I was like worried about that. I was like, gonna are people gonna be interested? Which is gonna resonate with people enough to order a minimal amount, you know, like. 30 or 50 after. And one of the first people I asked if they wanted one was a guy called Leon Raymond, 
incredibly stuff. Uh, who mm-hmm. uh, wears a lot of uh, Adam Rogers brand, Adret, he wears a lot of that. I don't know if, if you're aware, and he's really good. And he, and I was like, hey man, if I did, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I kind of like, I ordered a sample and then uh, I found a factory that used to make them 30, 40 years ago. I hadn't made them for like, yep. And so I kind of ordered a couple of samples, him one and a couple of other people, a lot of them. And I think, but the, I think that's the kind of way I approach it. I, I'm not interested in making that out there already. I'm really interested in that I want. There has to be a kind of need for to wear them and that, and that they're not of it. So, and I, I don't mean like, obviously, I'm not the razor, but what I mean is my take, my whatever, whatever it is, either like a makeup into a fabric makeup or whatever. And it's, but I approach it way more like, because that's the way my, I don't have the, I don't have the finance and I don't have, so I approach very much like, and so far, you know, so good. Touch wood is very much like, it's very much kind of it. I think uh, Matt is um, yeah. but I'm going to ask you about the Fisherman's. Um, okay, which great piece design-wise. Yeah. I think that depending on the person, as you were talking about earlier, uh, is a little yeah. out there, right? It's not like this is yeah. a this is a common garment, right? So you make the yeah. Fisherman's smock, which finally I will let you answer. But is it is it of Irish origin? I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty much like England, Ireland, France, all the way around those like Europe. People wore these. Uh, the French ones, a little tail. They normally had my coat latch that, and, and this one's smart. But again, it's like the factory workwear for like till after they were making. So yeah, all yeah. I'm doing with that is like is making them with a linen, and I've got one uh, flannel, like a LL Bean, you know, like chamois shirt. So so just just thinking about well, how to so that it's. Different. Yeah, which all of this stuff is sick. I mean, I'm like, because the socks are sold out, I think. I'm looking for socks, and there are a lot of bad socks out there. <laughs> so yeah. I thought that the um, making them making them on old English sock-making machines? Yeah. So that's fucking cool. Like, I, like, I, like, I like, I like, I also love, I think, I, for me, I think what the ideal is of its own right and nice, and then you back it up with great stuff. But it's almost like I think the story can't come first. What you the ideal thing is someone coming up to you, oh, that's a really nice stock or something. You go, oh right, yeah, they were made on an old, blah, 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 you know, or oh, that's a nice stock. Oh yeah, well that's an old. But it's almost like you don't want the story first thing, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, it's a cool detail. It's like uh, added fluff, exactly. you know, like what it's I said. Exactly. Like I discovered the Irish origin of the fisherman smock. I was like, what the fuck? This is yeah. this is a cool thing i think i read a wikipedia yeah. page you know and that's what go. i want when i'm buying stuff is more yeah. information about it yeah well we're well you know we're all nerds really at the end of the day it's all about, <laughs> it's all about. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah and matt yeah. is matt is returned i, I there he is. yeah Jesus the biggest Christ. nerd of all no, I'm just... yeah through <laughs> <laughs> me oh. like we don't know each other very well, Tony, but you just described my literal existence. Uh, biggest no, nerd of all. Arch nerd. Arch nerd. Like, I, I say shit to Connor that he's like, where the fuck did you pull this from? And I'm like, yeah, that's... It's almost the- always about Transformers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Well, that's that's not a lie, but it's not the whole truth. Yes. But I well, I, I also, what I also, I also like with those nerdy facts is when... On those occasions when someone does like kind of make those sort because of, you don't you don't really ever get insulted as well, but whatever. But like people will be like, Oh, nice shirt or 
And if you take it seriously, it's so much better in Disarmy. You go, oh, thanks, oh, man. Totally. Oh, it's actually based. It's actually based off an old, you know, fisherman smock from the. And they go, oh, okay. It's kind of like you've taken the power <laughs> out of the insult. It's, you know what I mean, <laughs> dude? There, there is nothing I have loved more in my career in clothing than knocking people down a peg or two by just doing that kind of. Like it is, exactly. it is the most enjoyable thing that I can think of, yeah, and like, especially yeah. if, you know, like that. That was my experience in uh, in high end menswear for a very long. It's like, yeah, right. you, you you don't think I know anything. I'm, you know, I, to you, I am just the shopkeeper at this point, mm. and it's like, no, actually, yeah, yeah, I I could school you about whatever the fuck you're you think you know. There you go. <laughs> so we we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your daft idea. How how did this oh, come about? Okay. Uh, that actually is okay. I will tell you that like two or three. So so where's Robin's the logo for me? He's worked with a bunch of them. even if you don't know him, he has a really he has a wonderful, um, quite irreverent style characters. Anyway, and then one of his from his own style and his art is David Hockney. And that the, the sweatshirt mm-hmm. you refer specifically was the thing that in like that eighty studio. He's just wearing sweatshirts of daft and, and in flock letters. And the word daft is wonderfulish word because it's, it's a very word. It doesn't really have any describing yourself stupid but without any of the insult in it. You know it's a little yeah. dark. It's a little it's, it's like silly. Right. It's a little a softer. Silly, you know, exactly. It's really kind of soft. And um but also Similarly to that, synchronicity is that you find out that about I me, mean, you'll do, you'll probably. So right. I know that, like, my Jake, Jake Wiggum, who makes, uh, who makes, like, Oxfordshire shirt, he made, but he made a dark myself and wore it, unbeknownst to me, around the show. So <laughs> I feel that, like, but, like, for himself, this is like a, well, like, cut out the, cut out the letters of Monty. So it's like, I feel like with a lot of these things that they're kind of floating around there. They're in the ether. Receptive people are like, it's definitely one of those ideas. And again, that was something where I was like, please, can I? And then, you know, I ended up making three, three different runs of it. That was kind of resonating. But, but again, for me, the important thing that was the fit like which I wanted to have that I could, it was quite short crop quite a you know put a bottom and then quite a long short down to the elbow not only that it was this logo on it but also fine where totally yeah that was that that was a really fun that was a really fun there's a few more things like that coming nice nice i I, I have that kind of energy that that's awesome and you found your people again like yeah 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 oh i mean i'm i cannot tell you this is only about this is would only be this would only be possible without like the same kind of, I, you know, I still think that like a broad range of people, but there is a special kind of person who's interested more than one thing. And there's certain 30 by a lot of them. And the funny thing is, there's a real Venn diagram between a lot of those guys and guests that you've had on the show previously. Actually. <laughs> nice, like, nice, uh, yeah. Like Phil Gregard and like he, uh, who is resonating with and who pick up like more than one. And that's yeah. really nice because I feel that maybe there's an element of trust. I feel there's an element of trust in there as well, maybe that like it's like maybe because they like the thing I've done and they're like, you know, we'll go with him on this. You know, yeah, maybe totally. like, you know, maybe there's a certain trust on it, right? Well and I you. feel like they are punks too. Yeah, that's true. At least Everyone's Peter is. Yeah, and I guess yeah, Phil is, is too. Um yeah. so yeah, there is it is a Venn diagram. It's a pipeline, it's something. We're we're zeroing in on what exactly it is. Um, yeah, yeah. This is this is a big focus thing. for us. Like we yeah. we talk about this, you know, yeah, I, yeah. 
No, I like that, and I like them that you make the Kipping Mind Dicks of it, and it's about getting too weighed down in that. Some of the people as well. Because that's the thing, it was in the hustle. Appreciate that your life is, but you want it or not. Right, right. Make early, early informed. I'm not saying everyone makes it has to be you. Exactly. Or, or even, you know, have the, have the same order, but, it, but at least think about them and intention, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And recognize it, it. If you're a human being breathing air on this earth, your life is, yeah. it's inherently plain. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah. you know, the, we again, we could talk about this shit for two hours. Um, but, you know, people yeah. people need to realize yeah. that there is there yeah. is a lot of semiotics or connection or whatever the fuck you want to call it about all of these totally. things. Yeah, and the thing is, is it closing as much as anything else, you know, because where you're, how you're, the manufacturer of that and what lies of it is by actually get clothing that you're, but also the information that you're putting out. And I mean, if you're interested in thing, man, if you're interested in vintage clothing, you know, sooner or later, you're going to rub up against from the past. The simple as that, you know, it's just like, well, you want to be intentional about that? How are you going to, con- how are you going to consider that? Right. It's right. Like there's a morality, there's a morality to how you present it. Isn't it isn't often well. discussed as a, as a need, right? We talk about the human yeah. need and clothing yeah. is never included. Although of course, you need clothing, right? Unless you are in a you very places in yeah. on Earth, you are going to need clothing, and probably a lot of it. So, yeah, I don't know why it isn't talked about as much. Yeah, uh, so in that the way. same way, that, like, yeah, food production exactly, or like the housing, or so it's present. One hundred. So uh, what? Uh, sure, man. Uh, I was going to say, like you know, kind of, kind of hearing your history, uh, robust as fuck. I gotta say, like, what what would teenage you uh, think about your career trajectory of work? Um, I just a golf of like what for a year old or was when you were that age to like now sort of unfair. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 oh, it's insane! And, 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 it's insane. And there's two, and I think I think there's two sides to that. I think I think number one is leave much more. Um, whatever you want to call it, conventional lives, I think for the most part, do now. I think there's more options to like stay alive and stay solvent from a plurality of ways, you know what I mean? And I think and kind of get by on, on, on. And then also, I think that like grow up, I think totally. you're able totally. to maintain a relationship to, uh, to maintain a relationship with like the underground you know, m- much longer and much further. Because when we were kids, you'd laugh at, you saw like an old. You know, just an old, or an old rocker. You'd laugh at them. Look at that ridiculous character. It's right. Like, but, Ex- but yeah, except yeah, every one of those. You, every one except, of those. Except I gotta interject. Brian Setzer still looks cool as shit. Who? Brian Setzer, <laughs> Stray Cats. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, man, this fits. This fits. Yeah, but but what? But, but I mean, it's like it's like. It's what every youth culture is like, left it residue, right? But still, you never really kind of leave it. Like, the whole world is, you know, all these other are funny, you know, in, in that regard. Um, totally. I don't know. I, I think, I, 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 I honestly so beyond the realm of comprehension, 50-year-old right. man. So, so maybe they'd be like, but, you know, it's like there's that picture of, like, Tom Araya with his daughter, like a meme, and it's Tom Araya's his uncle. It's right. like every kid, I'm sure every I'm sure the teenage me be like, "Fuck off, granddad!" You know. Yeah, yeah. So we did a deep dive on your stuff. We're not revealing it. Um, I liked the, the playlists. Um, I was a little oh, surprised okay. you are a punk hardcore person. That's what, what yeah. I assumed. 
The musical taste is yeah. expansive. It's really uh, uh, kind of out there. Um, oh, okay. Thank so the yeah right one of the points of the show is the influence of outside forces on our clothing um how intertwined are music and clothing for you it's really interesting because i think that like i think that's i think i think there's a lot of nods to what i did from subcultures but i don't think it's other than like a it's more an appreciation rather than i show i show up like when i go to shows i'm not i'm like a hardcore kid but at the same time i'm not showing up looking like what I mean, it's like right, right. Clothes are kind of functional, you know. It's just showing up in maybe a softer shoe and like you know, like a more casual clothing. You're not like a tight or but but it's like at the same time, I'm not trying because I'm not for guys. So um, but but I so I think it's like I don't know. People always say that like what's the best dress, and it's almost like it's almost like I think if there was someone who was playing the kind of playing like Brian Ferry. It also necessarily wouldn't work because form and the function, right? It's like right. you know, if you're playing like mm-hmm. physical music in a hot room was when really like your dress should reflect it, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like it's not really but where whereas you you know, you look at like the guys the blue note, you know, everyone who was jazz music they're dressed they're dressed in a much more in a way which is conventional menswear, but that's because their lifestyle and like what they're presenting as well. So so I so it's kinda of like that I don't weigh away. <laughs> but um but, <laughs> But, but it's just like, I don't look at clothing as anything other than two other stuff. But having said that, I don't walk around. I don't think totally just dress that, you know what I mean? Or, or even to, if you're a 50 year old man, don't, don't be dressing like a teenager, you know? Right. It's like right. some of those elements are there and, and, and keep an understandable, but don't just keep dressing teen year old. Yeah, yeah. We, we all got to progress. Exactly. But just use it as the kind of like, use it as the, as the, the framework you should use to pass through rather than, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Absolutely yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. I feel like at this point, I've gone back to like what I was wearing as a young high school. is like a t-shirt, yeah. a light jacket, oh, yeah. uh, work pants, yeah. and like either boots or or like comfortable sneakers. But I'm also yeah, like, I, you know, I, 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 great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be comfortable. I want to wear something that like yeah. feels right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like that's just that's the feeling. Like, I'm dressed for I mean, what the, I need to old, do in my daily life. The oldest piece of clothing that I own, so not of the oldest, is a reverse with top. Ah, the best! Which the I've best. owned since I was 19 years old. Yeah. Yes. Made in the yeah. USA. You know, still the best. Like okay, now it's relegated to just right, like, right. Because I've had it for only a part, but it's still the oldest. Like my redness, I think is I would never get no, that absolutely so, like, not, absolutely and such not. a major investment of me at uh, 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 whatever right. Like, like right. I wasn't giving yeah. that up. Did, did you see uh, Ray Kappa wearing that, and that's why you bought a, a champion reverse with one hundred percent? I mean, not not just <laughs> that, that was that was the uniform of of like. Yeah. So, so again, that that was yeah, that was the uniform of, of that wave of the hardcore. Pin tuck jeans, sneakers, and uh, or pin tuck com- combat trousers. You know, uh, right. sneakers and a, and a champion. Like that's the look. You know, fucking youth crew, youth crew. And that's, I mean, unfortunately, that's still pretty big part of how I dress. Oh, Very dude, uh, so. of course, of course. Scrap everything I've said. <laughs> no, 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 man. Uh, this is this is our aim of the show to get to get these deep dives yeah, into yeah. why people love. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, 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 uh, Tony, I have to ask: 
yeah. probably the last yeah. question, but I gotta okay. know your top your top five punker hardcore records. And I will say, Connor did not think this was possible until I rattled off my top five. So Which I, wasn't I think five. Can... It was six. It was five. You, it was five. There was a rotation, right? It was like, well, okay. maybe five and maybe six. Anyway, we'll see, Tony, if you can do it. We'll say what we are. You saying that we gotta know? Is that what you? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice, solid, yes. solid. There you go. Uh, I mean, that's gotta go in there, right? Uh, primary grade quarrel. Um, yep. uh, the burn seven inch. Okay. Oh! Let's, let's talk about. Let me talk about criteria here. Because what what I'm gonna think about is things I listen to then, which I do now, which I've kind of listened to. If that makes sense, so it's gonna be more about rather than awesome. Some mm. seven inch like chroma, uh, negative approach tied down LP, um, uh, something DC, something Revolution, something so maybe right spring titled I would say, uh, and then uh, Killing Time album. Um, or the raw deal demo for the time album. Um, is that five? I can't even. Uh, that's that's four. That's four. So right to spring burn, chromax. No, that's five. Negative approach. There's your five. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I I am typing this as we speak. But, but, yes. But, but bear in mind, you know that subject to change in the word of faith every day. Subject to change of course, every of way. course. So yeah. you know tomorrow tomorrow could be. Different, but, but those, those are those are kind of bangers. That's what Matt Absolutely. said. That's what Matt yep. says. Everybody is, has the consistent yours, ones they would always include. I couldn't tell you my top my top five hip hop records. I would never be able to decide that. Kill me, hip hop. Yeah, hip hop. That's my genre. That's my yeah, genre yeah. of course. Oh, okay, At the okay, moment, okay. anyway. Um, I mean, what do you like? What do you like now? Well, I saw so I saw on your list uh, <laughs> Pusha, of course, but I like a lot of the Griselda rappers. Maybe yeah. all of the Griselda rappers. Uh, I think yeah. Westside Gun, Boldy James, really compliments um, and artists. Rome, you know, Rome, Rome Street. Rome yes, Street. yes, yes. I like. think Rome is one of the stronger of that. Conway is really good mm -hmm. as well. The oh my Young Thug God. album I've been listening to a lot. So there's a lot of rap. There's a ton of it. I think they production wise that that big ghost mm -hmm. unbelievable. The stuff that so basically that like Conway one and then uh, that Mickey Diamonds record the ghost volume one and two. Oh and then yeah. that last road street and that last road street. I honestly at the moment that I'm more in, I'm more excited about years and the same with hardcore. I'm more interested I'm more excited about hardcore. Uh there there's some incredible fucking bands. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think music comes yeah. out of strife, and there's a ton of strife right now, right? There is a ton. There is bad, undeniable. And also, I think, especially with hardcore, like hardcore so in so many ways, but it's almost like more about you. It's more about like where you are and how you means it more like. I, I, I think it like you have to be like I think that's what I'm not been or I haven't really got it at the moment. I'm excited, exciting time yeah. to be around. There's so much, there's so much good music. There's so much good pop music too. Like it's been better pop in years. Uh, I will good, agree to disagree with this. Oh, really? I, I, oh man, no. I, so I, I am. Oh, I hate fucking pop music so much. I, I have no. Well, idea. it would depend what you mean by pop music, right? Because like, um, I don't know. It would depend what you mean by pop. I, I mean, I 
I I like uh, whatever. That's, that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. We, can do top, we can do top five pop records next time. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm, I'm here for it. Let me know. <laughs> Wait, uh, did you ask if I, my my top five hardcore records? I Anthony? did. I did. Okay. I did. Uh, this is probably going to be different because, as you said, it changes. Uh, yeah. But my top five, in no particular order, are Bad Brains, Rock for Light, uh, okay. American American Nightmare, Background Music, uh, yeah, Bane, Holding This Moment, EP. Uh huh. Yep. Probably Unbroken, Life, Love, Regret, and then okay. I'm gonna say Minor Threat, uh, Out of Step, EP or LP, nice. I guess. Yeah, that like. You know, I, I, I have a Chromax tattoo, which, uh, or a Chromax base tattoo, which did not really yeah, age wait, that well. You know, like, and, I, it was, and and I know this. Eva bought it for you, and Siv did it. <laughs> yeah, Siv, Siv did it, and he told me two hours worth of stories about the New York hardcore scene in the eighties and nineties, and it was one of the funnest experiences of my fucking life. Uh. So, sadly, I feel like both Harley and John Joseph just went off the fucking rails, and really, yeah. really hard for me to yeah. listen. But oh, Age yeah. of Coral, I mean, Age of Coral, and Best Wishes, man. Like I, I love those records to no end. I mean, if you, if I'm looking for like Chromag's incarnation that I'm sitting in, as long as Mackie's there, I don't care who else. Is oh, totally, totally, dude. I, uh, it's Mackie all the way. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Mackie has to be in the in the presence. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Yeah, I. What that? Yep. <laughs> so, Tony, this has been. Actually, a, I don't. I don't go on. Oh no, no, go for it. Go for it. Oh, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. I, I was saying, strangely, I don't have a fight of all the kind of band tags I have. I do, but nothing to cover up. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm good on that regard. <laughs> yeah, you made the right decision. <laughs> um, well, hey man, oh, this dear. has been a, a super fun conversation, and uh, we always Thanks, like man. to get and enlightening. I would say, yeah, and enlightening, and, and fucking lightning. Yeah, like this. I, I think this is going to resonate, and I hope people uh, take away from it okay. what both Connor and I have. This has been just fucking good times. Thanks. Yeah, uh, this is. Great. I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Um, uh, we're, yeah, we're going to have to have you back on for an, a, a holy music episode. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Do that. Or, or like a round table. Play music and then have everyone like... Dude, I, I, I'm super into pop, this idea. Pop, gym, pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is a great idea. We'll, we'll get some other guests uh, up to however fucking many people we can handle and talk about music for hours. I think we can yeah. have eight. Perfect. I think we can have eight guests. I think so. I think so. A lot so. of guests talking all over each other. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the no, apocalypse would, I, would be, I would be muting motherfuckers. But we always... It sounds very bad. It does. It does. Uh, we always give our guests a chance to shout out whatever they want to, so this is yours. Oof. Uh... Thanks for just thanks for having me. Um, shout out. Um, I guess if you want to find me, um, best to do with Tone Loki, my which I've had as my Instagram account for like fifteen years at this point, or whatever it is. Uh, and then from there, there's like links to like web shop and some articles that I've written that might be a awesome. of it. And uh, shout and shout out to like every all my friends, people I've mentioned here. You know, for all the love and support, Jason. This is this is nothing. This is nothing without this. Absolutely. 
fucking yeah, loop. You know, so so all the support. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Thank, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you to our community of nerds that somehow all find <laughs> each other and uh, make you know make friends. Exactly. So yeah. I'll speak, I'll, let's speak again. Yeah, we we certainly will. Uh, but yeah, Tony, one more time, thank you for coming on. Um, if you like what we do, which we assumingly got a ringing endorsement uh, about an hour ago from Tony Sylvester himself, <laughs> uh, please subscribe, rate, follow on whatever platform you use. Um, if you'd like to support because you enjoy this, uh, we'd very much appreciate it. You can send those over to at Connor-Fowler on Venmo or ConnorFowler at gmail.com on PayPal. Um, thanks for tuning in. You got questions, comments, concerns, uh, we're ApocalypseDuds at gmail.com or at ApocalypseDuds on Instagram. I'm Matt Smith at Rebels Rogues. I'm Connor Fowler, Connor Fowler. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, they're listening.